Okay, Rabbi say so we are in Perik Vav of Nesiv Ha'avoda and I pointed out to you guys last time that we kind of finished one section of it and we're about to move into into a new section which is called Psuki de Zimra which are verses of song that we say in the morning before coming into the actual um, standing prayer there's a there's a process <coughs> we've been discussing until now actually quite a bit of how one actually interacts with the divine how one actually stands in tefillah uh, called the amida standing prayer and uh, that's because you're in in the presence of the king one stands the presence of the king, one has his feet together. In the presence of the king, one has his arms folded in front of him, uh, eyes down, heart up, and all the different things that we've discussed and explained. Now we're taking a little bit of a step back and uh, discussing how does one bring himself into the proper state of mind to actually engage with the divine. It's, you're coming from you're coming from out there, from dealing with the world, um, or even in the morning. You know, you wake up. We're 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 surrounded by uh, physicality. The moment the Hashem says, the moment a person uh, opens his eyes, the moment uh, we're, we're born into this world, we're surrounded by physicality. Everything that we do. So, so the very so the truth is. We already discussed uh, bringing carbonos sacrifices, and the and although the morale uh, hasn't talked about it yet, but there, just before I get into Psuke de Zimra, it's important to know to mention that before we start talking about the verses of song, one step before that is carbonos uh, saying. The uh, reading and learning about the sacrifices, the animal sacrifices that will be brought, and so I'll just give a little bit of a quick overview. Is the Der Hashem explains the Ramchal explains that if you're trying to get up to the really lofty spiritual realm of where you're interacting with the divine, when you're interacting, when you're standing in front of the King, you can't just jump to that level. You have to work your way up to it. So we start out in this physical world, surrounded by physicality. So the very first thing that we need to understand is that even the physicality around us is really designed and meant to be used for divine service. And the place that we see that the clearest, of course, is by carbonos, by sacrifices, where you're literally taking an animal, flesh and blood, a physical animal, and you transform it into a divine service. So that's in the realm of physicality, the world of Asiya, the world of physicality, the world of doing. Now, I don't want to spend too much on that because that's not the topic right now, but what I do want to talk about is that once you've done that, once we've internalized that the physical world is here in order to be used to serve Hashem, then the next step up 
as we go up to a higher world, the world that is above the world of Asiya, world of action, is the world of Yutsira, your world of it's a it's the um, the world that who who mostly populates the world of Yutsira or Baruch? What kind of entities? Angels, right? This is the world of angels. Okay? So now, angels... Some, sometimes anyone can break out of their level and go to higher realms or whatever, but fundamentally, when one think of, thinks of angels, most commonly angels are described as singing Hashem's praises. It's it's a realm, it's a world of again, it's not a physical world anymore. So as I was done with the animals, and so but, um, it's a world of the parallels to our emotions, and that's where it's described singing Hashem's praises when Yaakov wrestles with the angel of Asaph and defeats him. Angel says, "The morning has come. It's time. It's time come for me to go sing praises to Hashem." Yeah, so that's so that's the that gets us into uh, angels and the angels, you know, is, uh, in the in the words of the prop description of them fluttering their wings and getting all excited, flapping their wings, and creating a great noise with it, and that is actually has to do with the fluttering of our hearts when we when we want to start approaching further. I mean, once I've kind of used the physical world, at least. Conceptually, I don't have animals here, but uh, as sacrifices. And then the next thing is to get my emotions aroused for the fact that I'm about to approach uh, standing in front of the king. So that is that's the realm of Yitzira, and that's why specifically singing songs, verses of song. So that's Psukhi de Zimra. So here we go. Says the, says the morale. So he quotes from a Gemara in Shabbos. That Rabbi Yossi said that his portion should be from those that complete the halal every day. Now, the Gemara has that you actually you're not allowed to say the halal every day. The halal, the the, the full halal that we say on on Yom Tovim on holidays, um, speaks to. Hashem acting in an openly miraculous way. If you look in, in the entire hollow, the full hollow, is describing Hashem acting in an openly miraculous way, which is why it's reserved for holidays. Holidays are always corresponding, commemorating, tapping into Experiences that the Jewish people had where Hashem revealed Himself openly, whether it be Pesach, where Hashem took us out of Egypt, or Shavuos, where Hashem gave us the Torah, with mir- took us out of Egypt with miracles, obviously. Shavuos is the giving of the Torah. That's extraordinarily miraculous thing where the where flesh and blood is able to interact with the divine and receive direct communication. Um, <clears throat> Sukkot is the clouds of glory. Uh, so and so, uh, 
all the every time we say full hollow is because what my Hanukkah what's Hanukkah my Hanukkah. Yeah, but uh, why? Why? Shlomo is asking if there was no miracles. The, the bottle of oil, Hashem, and the burn for one day is burn, right? That's so that's a miracle. Rosh Hashanah, really, we should say Halal as well, but the the Gemara said we don't say we don't say it because a day of, of awe, a day of trepidation. Okay, I don't want to get I don't want to get too I don't want to get too uh, too sidetracked. Okay, so so the point is so the Gemara there said, therefore says it can't be the Rabbi Yossi would mean saying it every day because there's a statement that someone who says the full Halal. On a regular day, it's actually a bad thing because it's like you're poking fun. It's like you're making fun of Hashem because he didn't do any miracles. He's like, oh, you perform all these miracles. You perform. So it's like, there's no miracles right now. So what you, you're, like, you're messing around. You're, you're taking. So you're actually not allowed to say the full hollow on a regular day. We got, we have Rosh Chodesh coming up, the new month, right? As so we're gonna say. A chetzi hollow, an abridged hollow, which is just a minhag. It's a very nice thing. It's a beautiful thing. We should do it in minhag Yisrael, but it's not the full hollow. You're not allowed to say the full hollow on Rosh Chodesh. Okay, fine. So, so rather the conclusion is that what Rabbi Yossi meant was the five halalukas. If you pass me that there. So, in Psuki the Zimra which is the songs that we sing to prepare ourselves for staying in front of the king. So people tend to lump them all together. It's just this one big body of different songs. But once we start breaking them apart and seeing how different ones do different things, they take on a lot more meaning. Uh, I still remember back when I was uh, just learning you know, the, the Siddur. Um, besides all the Hebrew and, and, and all the new words and all the new concepts, but it always felt like, okay, how many times can you say, Hashem, you're great, you're wonderful, you do all these nice things, like like over and over and over and over, like an entire you know, 15, 20 minutes of kind of saying the same thing, right? So the, the incredible thing about learning is that you start breaking things down. You say, no, hold on, wait a second. First, we do carbonus. Carbonus is talking about sacrifice. We're taking animals, you're using them for divine service. And that says the physical world is meant to be used for divine service. Then we move into the emotional realm. Emotional realm is song. Song gets a person emotionally excited and aroused. person wants to feel something that's expressed through song. If you want, or you can listen to somebody else sing. That'll arouse your emotions as well, right? So now we're in the realm of that. Now within that, there's going to be different subsections. So the section that we're looking at now is called the five halukas. Five halukas are a very high level 
um, of praising Hashem. And that's right over here. <coughs> After Ashrei, we have one, two, three, four, five. Halukas. So that's what we're going to be talking about now. First of all, <coughs> the word Hallelujah itself, the Gemur says there are ten terms that are used in in uh, in Tehillim that David Amal uses to describe songs, different types of songs. There's different types of songs that praise Hashem. The highest of all of them is the word Hallelujah. Why? Because there, inside the it's a combination of two parts Hallel, which means to praise or to laud Laud someone And Halukah, the, the last landing over there Letters Yud and Hey Is Hashem's name So praising Hashem That's, that's literally All the other praises are just Tehillah uh, Shira Those are just themselves The word of song or praise but it doesn't have inbuilt Hashem's name. So here it's inbuilt Hashem's name because it's the, it's the greatest uh, recognition of praising Hashem. Now, first of all, we see that Rabbi Yossi understands that it's important to do it every day. He says, I want my portion to be with those that do this every day. First of all. Second of all, he says, the ones that finish the hal, which means they say all five of them. Not the ones that say one, not the ones that say two. The ones that say all five of the halukas every day. What's the what's the concept of that? So the Maral brings another Gemara, Gemara in Psachim, Arvi Psachim. <coughs> Sorry, that 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 where you spoke out. That's the Gemara that says that the Haluka is the greatest of all. Yeah, and the, and the reason is <coughs> there is actions that, of course, ultimately everything comes from Hashem. But certain things we can see as being done by Hashem, and other things are one step removed, or two steps removed, or three steps removed, and are not seen. As the handiwork, as the as as coming from Hashem. So when we say Hallelujah, praise God. We're saying that that we're 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 praising the the actions that can be directly linked back up to Hashem. In other words, there's all these things that uh, that are a greater revelation. Praise is in accordance with the revelation. The greater the revelation, the greater the praise. The lower the revelation, the lower the praise. That's why David Amalek provided ten types of praises. Ten is always full spectrum. In the, if in, in music, the full spectrum is how many notes? Anybody? Close? Seven. The eighth is you're, you're in the new octave. So there's seven notes. 
um, corresponds to the seven days of the week. Right? This world is built with seven. But there's also the three hidden parts that don't have a manifestation down here. They're so lofty, they don't have an expression in the physical world. That's why, by the way, why the Chazal tell us the days of Mashiach is going to be eight notes. An extra musical note will be added. And in all of my boys, there'll be ten notes. Because of the concept that there's the three... The world that we live in is a physical world. The realms of thought, of desire, abstract thought, and integrated thought, Kesser, Chochma, Bina, are able to impact our physical world, able to impact our actions, they... they they inform our actions, they energize our actions, they augment our actions, but they themselves don't have a full manifestation in our world. Our world is a physical world. So only the seven has a reality to it. The three are more abstract. In the future, even those three will, have, will be just as real. In other words, uh, for example, Chazal uh, say that at the giving of the Torah, the Jewish people saw the voices, they saw, saw the sounds, and heard the sights. Uh, usually, sound you don't see. Seeing means it's 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 a physical. It has a physicality to it. Speech is in the realm of more related to th- to thought to something that doesn't have a physical manifestation in this world. At the giving of the Torah, things that usually don't have a direct manifestation in this world had a manifestation. They were real. Right now you can say, okay, it's very nice what you're thinking, what you thought, what you planned, but really, practically, what happened at the end? But in in the next world, thought would be just as real thought, desire, plan will be just as real as real. So that's what it means. The seven will become ten. Reach that level of physical needs to learn about whatever notes. Eight, nine, ten. No, our mind cannot understand. The world that we live in cannot understand. Doesn't make any sense, right? But yet it's supposedly real. Seemingly it's real, but it doesn't make any sense, right? To the point that Albert Einstein died denying its validity because it just doesn't make any sense, right? The reason why it doesn't make any sense is because it clearly does not work with the world that we know. The world that we know. So that's, that's that's this. So you know, could could there be things in there that are touching on some of these loftier things? It could very well be, but that's exactly the point. You know, you could maybe you, using advanced mathematics, 
In fact, I actually, I, 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 there, was a, there was a guy a couple of years after me in Yeshiva. I don't know if you knew Machon, uh, uh, you, I don't know, you probably know. Corey, something, Machon Yak. He was like a high level guitar player from like a university, like a, like a, good, good, uh, like an actual uh, university diploma type. And he was telling me that <clears throat> there's this whole new area of music where they design music not according to what sounds good to the human ear, but what works in, in like in math, like 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 math and math, like the cross section between between math and music. And he said it sounds terrible, like it's just <laughs> terrible. But like if you look at the music, like to, uh, you can see how it's like brilliant, right? So. But it sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. To I me, mean, to our ear, it's, it, 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 it is a... So, so I think that this is that type of a thing. Meaning, in math, the, you know, is the theory. Theory that matters. But what happens when theory comes into contact with practice, right? So practice, we live in a world of seven notes, okay? Uh, I remember I was, uh, I was speaking to Ramon Shapiro, as a Sadiq Nefrocha. Uh, he was he was a real connoisseur of music. He used to go to the, uh, the symphony uh, the, in Jerusalem. So, uh, I remember somehow it came up. I, met, uh, I said to him yeah, that, that I'm I'm not musical. So he said to me, so he reassured me. He said, "Don't worry, Lasid Lavo. Hazal tell us that you're gonna get uh, it's gonna be eight notes and most of Mashiach. It'll be an expanded consciousness, and even the non-musical people will be able to appreciate music. So uh, um, I, I, I mean, I appreciate music to a level, uh, not not uh, as much as uh, a real you know, actual musician. I know somebody who. I guess they've worked out how to heal him to, heal him to music parts, how, how the notes work and the background. But uh, what do you do with the forbidden note? Isn't that the end? The what? The forbidden chord? Not familiar. That, that's like, it was something in like church music where you're not allowed to play if, it's, if, you, if you're not allowed to play a certain note in the Christian music, it's probably like a really good note. Like, uh, you know, by them, the, the the number 13 is like a terrible number, you know. Friday the 13th, it's like, you know, couldn't be worse than that. You can't, In the buildings, you take off the 13th floor, right? Well, 13 is the best number for us, right? 13 is a number of unity. So, right, exactly. No question, it's not a maybe. It's, it's, a, it's a definite. So anyway, okay, so coming back to over here. So, um, so the... So, so in the Halukas, mm-hmm. it's the highest level of praise because we're we're identifying the greatest revelation of Hashem in our world. We're coming back to already all, all the way back there, right? That the greatest revelation, so different revelations of Hashem, is ten different types. There's the ten spheros from Kesser, crown, all the way down to Malchus, the kingship, right? That's the ten. That's why our numerical system works with the number 10, which is an abstract system. Abstract system, we work with the base 10, right? 
with ten digits on their hands. So, uh, uh, <clears throat> but our physical world is built on a, on a seven system. So this has seven notes, seven days, etc. Uh, three directions also ties into that. Three directions is six. Three dimensions is six directions, plus the central point is seven. So, from all of those, the highest of all the praises is the Halukas. Because that speaks to the highest revelation of Hashem. Um, because we're literally saying Hashem's name in the praise itself. Praise of Hashem. Which means we were able to recognize, these are the parts we were able to recognize the hand of God in whatever it is that's happening. That's first of all. <clears throat> now, uh, the, the Halukas, there's five Halukas. The two of them, the third and the fifth, have a unique feature to them that they both have ten mentions of the word Haluka in them. Now, what's the significance of that? So, Haluka, praise Hashem, is that is in the end of the word Halel is the name Yud and Hey. That's the divine name Ka. Now, Yud is numerical value 10. Hey is numerical value 5. The Gemara says, when explaining the Pasuk, Kibuka Hashem Tzurolamim, that with the name Ka, with the name Yud and Hey, Hashem created the worlds. So first of all, what are, what are the worlds, David, what are the worlds Hashem created? Isn't there only one world? How many worlds are there? Ah, uh, you're, wow, you're like massive, okay. Before our world, there was other worlds. Okay, that's not what the Gemara says. How about come come back down to earth a little bit? Exactly, this world and the next world, okay? This world, the world of working, and the next world, the world of receiving reward, okay? The world of... <clears throat> The Yud, the world of the hay. Now, which one is the world of the Yud and which one is the world of the hay? That's right. And the reason is because hay is a letter that expresses, right? The way you pronounce the letter hay is you just go, huh, you breathe out. The, the letters themselves, when you speak out the letter, often says a word which speaks to the essence of the letter. Letter Hey is Yosef Atzadik during the famine in Egypt and in the whole region. People came to him for food and he says, Hey Lachem Zara. Here you go. Here is to you seed. Here is to you grain to eat and to live off of. So here you go is a language of expression, bringing out. You got something stored up inside, you got something hidden away, you got little seeds hidden away, and you bring them out, that's the letter hey. The letter Yud is a little tiny letter compared to all the other big letters, and it's suspended up high on the line, it doesn't touch the bottom of the line. That speaks to its spiritual nature, it's numerical value 10, like we said, 10 is only going to be fully revealed in the in Olam 
etc. So the letter Yud represents Olam Abo, letter He represents Olam Azeh. Next world and this world. Okay? So, <clears throat> so that's why there's five of these praises, Halukas five, because to some, to some, there should be praises of Hashem from this entire world. That's the five, five Halukas, because this world was built with five. So there's going to be five abilities to recognize Hashem's hand in this world. But inside of it, there's a hint. There's an illusion. It's not actual. There's no actual ten halukas, because we can't. We, that would be too much for us to grant. To say ten halukas would blow your mind. We can only handle five. Okay. But inside of them, there's an illusion to the number ten, because the the word haluka is said ten times. Okay. Um, the word Haluka appears at the beginning and end, at least the Halal part of all three. There's another hint to the ten, the fact that it starts and ends with one, so five times two is ten. Ah, very good, okay. Um, I, I'm not aware that, maybe I, certainly Maral didn't point that out, but it's very nice. Like it. Okay, so... That's a hint. In other words, it's a hint. You only have five, practically, you have five halukas. Because this, in this world, the practically is, it was created with the letter hey, which is numerical value five. But there's a hint inside of this world, just like the letter hey, by the way. The letter hey is comprised of a dalad and a yud inside of it. So in other words, inside of our world, if you look deeply into our world, What's our world all about? Getting to the next world. This whole world, inside of it, is contained the Yud. So the hay contains the Yud hidden inside of it. This world contains inside. That's why people live this world superficially. They never notice the spirituality. They just live in the physical world. But if you keep an eye on the inside, you can notice the yud inside of the hay. So too, inside these five halukas, we can discover the, the, the ten. How so? So two of the five, the third and the fifth of the halukas, have the word haluka said ten times in each one. Now why is it the third and the fifth? I'll say it briefly, I don't want to get too bogged down in it, but the morale explains like this. The, each one speaks to the full matter. In other words, the, whenever you complete something, you're able to see the whole thing, right? Let's say you make a seum, you learned the whole tractate, and you finished the whole tractate, you, you got, so you look back at the whole thing, and to a certain extent, you're holding the entire thing. So at the end of the halukah, the fifth halukah speaks to the whole thing, as well as the middle one, because the middle is like the heart, right? So there's two ways you can grasp the entire matter, from the center of it, that would be the third out of the five, or from the end of it, 
because it gives me the big, the whole picture. Both of those allude to the ten. Okay. Which, by the way, is why if you are pressed for time in the Hanukkah, then you can't say all all five. So at least saying the third and the fifth will give you some level of having said all of them. Okay, <clears throat> now, um, actually, halakhically speaking, we're taking a step back, because we spoke about the five halukas, but we didn't talk about ashray. And the reason why we're taking a step back is because ashray is a more fundamental part of Psukit Zumra than are the halukas. So, in the Psuki the Zimra, the way it works is, Psuki the Zimra itself starts with a bracha and ends with a bracha. It starts with Baruch Shamar and ends with Yishtabach. That's the beginning and the end. If you don't have that, you either never started or never finished. So you have to have that. But then you have to actually have some songs that you said in the middle. So the most basic, bare minimum of what needs to be said is Ashrei. Ashrei is the most important part of, of Tsukhi Zimra to say. Once you've already, you are saying Ashrei, then the next thing to add is the five Halukas. Okay, so that's why I'm saying halakhically we're taking a step back. I'm not sure why the Maral chose to first talk about the five Halukas and then talk about Ashrei. But the Gemara says that whoever says I mean, the Gemara describes it as Tilalo David, but we refer to it as Ashrei because Tilal David is a, a, doesn't speak to. Um, yeah. So. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. So. Uh, so uh, whoever says it three times a day, whoever says it's one chapter of Tehillim three times a day, every day, he's guaranteed to be someone who's going to have a portion in the next world. That's a very, that's a very incredible thing to say, to say right? Like, wow. How, now, people misunderstand it, and they think... There is like a cheat code, right? Like you could be, you could be the worst evil doer. You're like murdering people. You're stealing. You're profaning Hashem's name. But you're making sure to say Ashrei three times a day. So, so you, that's it. You're good. You got, you got the, the cheat code to get in. That's obviously not what it means. What it means is, if you say Ashrei with proper intent three times a day. Three times a day, by the way, for us are twice in the in Shacharis and once at Mincha. Twice in Shacharis, once before the before the Amida and once after the Amida. Yeah. So uh, and then once at Mincha. So if one does that properly, then you're for sure gonna be the type of person you're gonna for sure have the right state of mind that you live your life in such a way 
do you be deserving of being in the next world? It's not a way that you could be a Russia but still get the next world. It's a way to ensure that you won't be a Russia. If you want to make sure that you're going to be a good person, here's what you do. It's a guarantee. If you say Ashrei three times a day with proper Kavana, it's a guarantee that you'll be a good person. Oh. So that's the question of the Gemara. The Gemara asked the question. Right there. Why? How, in other words, how so? How is this going to accomplish that? Right? So the Gemara asks, what is the reason? So the answer is, because in there we have the Pasek, Poseches Yadechum Asbiyelachol Chayratzon. Hashem, that you open your hand and you satiate the desires of all. Uh, all, all, all desire. You open your hand, you satiate all desire. What? No, but but uh, no, but all. But the statement of all that you provide for all things. So the Gemara, and also I want to remind you, we're looking for a song, because a song is going to arouse your emotions. Shema is a nice thing. You can be intellectually thinking things, but if you don't experience it emotionally, it may not impact you. So looking for a song, but the Gemara does find one. It just, it just in, in, in Tehillim. Okay? So the Gemara says, wait, if that's what you're looking for, so then you say, Halal Halagadol, we say, Nosin Lechem Lechol Basar. You give bread or you give sustenance to all flesh. True. <laughs> it's true. Um, so, so the says, okay, so maybe it's for because the ashray is organized in alphabetical order from Aleph to Tuf. So I said, well, hold on a second. If, if that's the case, then we have the... That's true. We'll talk about that. Gibor is aware of that as well. We address that. But the point is clearly it's in alphabetical order. It's on purpose missing a letter. But it's not just because like we... You know, we ran out of, like, just couldn't get that one, right? It's, that one was left out, but it's in alphabetical order. So if we're looking for alphabetical order, so then we should say, which is also in alphabetical order. In fact, there it's a, um, not sure how to say it in English, I think there's a good word for it, a eightfold alphabetical order. Yeah. What? Yeah. In the, uh, I think it's Kapit Kuf Yud Tess. Yeah, it's uh, eight for each for each pasuk. Yeah, for each letter, for each letter. But there, there's 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 an English word. There's an English word for it. Yeah. So. It's really long. Well, obviously, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a stupid question. It's a very good question. We'll talk about it in one and a half minutes. 
approximately, give or take a minute. Okay, it's a very good question. Hold it. Eight achizum. Yeah, but but, you, but eight has to be in Latin, and then you combine those two words together. Uh, the eight you say in Latin, ah, octachism. Yeah, maybe like octachism or something like this. I mean, like uh, there's there's terms for. Um, okay. Anyway, so so the, so the point is that. Uh, so the Gemara says, so why is Ashrei the one that's going to get, if you do that three times a day, with proper intention, is going to assure that you'll be a good person, you'll be in the next world? Because it has both. It has both. The Pesach, you open your hand and you satiate all desire, and it has the alphabetical order from Aleph to Tav. Okay, now obviously this needs a lot of explanation. First of all, we need to explain why is um, the fact that Hashem satiates and provides for everything, why is that like the, such an important factor? Second of all, why is it such an important factor that this, that this is in alphabetical order? And why is it that when the two of them... Um, coincide that is like fireworks so right there's uh, there's some sort of a synergy happening between those two that makes it that this is the golden this is the the, the one to say they'll get you there okay so the truth I realize we're gonna address opening up your hand first and satiating all desire and we'll address the alphabetical one next, so it actually be significantly longer than a minute and a half. Okay, you may even have to wait until next week, but we'll address it. So, uh, kind of a question about Australia. That's kind of the most important song. Not most important is the one that will ensure that a person will make it, uh, will be a good person. I suppose my question is kind of to cover most of the songs. Yes. It's a problem. Uh, in other words, prayer and especially the song, song is meant to be song. Song is meant to be excited, excitable, exciting. And when it becomes rote and just mumbled through in order to get it over and done with, that's a problem. I think more is upside down. Thank you. Do you want to pull it out? Yeah, that one right there. Yeah. 
providing for all desire, for everyone's needs, and then the alphabet and how those two combine to give us a tremendous closeness to Hashem. And then we'll get into um, the brokers of Kriyishma, Kriyishma, etc. We're going to go through the whole thing, that's all.